welcome to the Issues of Life, the podcast. I am Shelly's View from A Heart Full of Conversations, and you can check out the blog at www.aheartfulofconversations.com and the YouTube channel. And I got my boy with me, Big Brother, who also writes for A Heart Full of Conversations. How you doing over there? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, Shelly's View? This is your boy, The Butcher, Butch Ford. Good to see you today. And now it is time for the not-so-current... Events. Let's discuss our first topic, which was found on CBS News. It is about four black students and uh, the science teacher who is being sued in Long Island for one of his photos from a slideshow, which was created to showcase the class field trip to the zoo. Now, in one of the slides, there were four black male students with a gorilla in the background and a caption reading, monkey see, monkey do. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Now, this is not the teacher's first time making an offensive slide. In the past, he made a slide with three black girls with the lion in the photo, and the caption stated, not all animals are cute. Now, do you think it was intentional? The teacher said it was not, but what are your thoughts? Well, when I first read it and when I first heard about it, um, there were a myriad of, uh, of, of thoughts and feelings. Uh, there was some anger. There was some disbelief. So I would be tearing that school up. I cannot imagine my son, who is 11 years old, in a picture with a caption reading, monkey see, monkey do. You knew exactly what you were doing, it teacher. It is it time for you to G.O. go out the door. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. And, and I mean, and, and it continues, you know, this intensity with racism. I don't care what day, what year, what decade it is. We still are faced with this intensity of racism because there was another event that happened, another current, not so current event, which was on January 11th, 2020, in New York. And this article was re- written by Melissa Klein, and it was titled, entitled, Notorious White Nationalist Group, The Patriot Front Targets NYC. And I quote, A Texas-based white nationalist group is spreading its message across New York, hanging banners on highways, overpasses, outside Grand Central Terminal, the Patriot Front, that's the name of the hate group, by the Southern Poverty Law Center, posted a photo on its website of a sign hanging outside the train station with the words, Life, Liberty, and Victory, unquote. And the banner stated, Reclaim America and United We Stand. But guess what? People were not taking it. In addition, the group has posted flyers throughout the Bay Ridge area located in Brooklyn, which sparked 250 protesters on January 6, 2020, to display a united front showing that the group's recent action of spreading hate will not be tolerated in their city. Well, first of all, <clears throat> excuse me, what is the Southern Poverty Law Center? What, what do you mean, what is the poverty? What, what is that? Good how does question. that? How does that work? But my thoughts, um, our commander-in-chief, the not-so-honorable number 45, mm-hmm. uh, it's like as soon as he <laughs> was inaugurated, uh, his actions, his, his beliefs, it's like he, he made it okay for everyone to say and do everything that we all find offensive, unacceptable, uh, despicable. Uh, so now people feel that they have the right 
to say what they want, do what they want, express uh, disrespectfully. I, I I hear where you're coming from, but someone asked this question before. Do you think it's because 45 is in office or do you think it's just the fact that now we have access to cameras and people are recording these events? So now it seems like it's happening more, but it was already existing. It's just that we have access to view it more because of electronics. I, I believe that that could be the case, but he made it okay for these things to be acceptable in certain areas and in certain parts of the United States. Uh, I believe that uh, due to the civil rights movement and uh, people's sensitivity towards racism, uh, it had kind of went on a hush for a while. Uh, when he came in, it's like it gave everybody permission to just go go buck nutty. Yeah. And and that's what we're experiencing right now. Uh the people calling uh uh the police for you know ludicrous acts. Uh he's barbecuing in the park oh. or this person's selling water selling on the water. corner and so things that wouldn't have normally been accepted are now accepted by some. I can I can get with that. So now it is story time with Ford. So Ford, we want you to tell us a story about how have you been faced with racism and how have you dealt with it? Uh, That's a good point. Um, A few months ago, uh, I drive for a a public uh, transportation company uh, here in Michigan. Uh, There was an instance where I was parked on a residential road. Uh, public road, I might add, and a gentleman rode up to me. Uh, he rolled his window down and asked me why I was sitting on this particular street. So uh, he just rolled up on you yes, out did. the blue. Yes, he did. Why you mind your business? Yeah, Reminding my own business. Uh, I told him that, uh, as you can see, I'm in a clearly marked public commercial vehicle. Uh, I'm doing my job. I'm reviewing my paperwork. I'm doing my job. And he said, well, uh, if you're not going in 10 minutes, I'm going to call the police. I said, for parking on a public street, you heard what I said. If you're not going in 10 minutes, I'm calling the police. I responded, well, do what you must, sir. Do what you must. Uh, What precipitated this? I couldn't tell you, but I believe it was because of the color of my skin. So what were your initial thoughts? <clears throat> My initial thoughts were if I wasn't in this uniform and if I wasn't driving this bus that was clearly marked, it would have went a whole... Oh, you'd be throwing some balls. It would have went a whole nother way. <laughs> Trust me. Mm, mm, um, mm. I, I, I respected the fact that I was representing uh, the company that I'm employed for. And uh, I finished what I had to do and then I proceeded with my day. Um, I was furious. As you can imagine, mm-hmm. uh, I always read about uh, others and their experiences with racism and brushes with racism and racist individuals. That's the first one that I had had, and I um, I kind of blew my stack. So what about I, as a child? Did you ever face any instances where you had to deal with racism? And if so, how did you deal with it? As a child, no. As a matter of fact, uh, my best friend growing up, uh, live right across the street from me was Caucasian. Um, I learned a lot about the culture, um, as well as he learned a lot about our culture, just being together, spending time, and learning about one another. 
So no. Um, I, I think my first run in with racism was when I got to college. And the reason why I ask this because again, I, I have I like to use my my family myself as an example, but if this was maybe last summer. My son and I stopped at the gas station near the house. You know, I only had about two drops of gas left in my car. But um, we went inside the gas station, and my son picked up a hostess, you know. And I'm like, that's cool. And then by the time we got to the front of the line, I forgot I left my money in the car. So I'm like, son, you know, you got to put that back. So he put the hostess Twinkie back. And I went to my car to grab my money. And we stood back in line, patiently waiting. And I, you know, I, I watched the the man behind the cash register. He kept looking, you know, just zooming in on my son. I'm like, well, what's up with him? Why is he focusing on my son? So finally, I get to the front, and my son, he has um, I think some fruit snacks. He changed his mind. He had fruit snacks this time by the time we got to the front of the line. And he was like, Well, where's that Twinkie at? And I'm like, excuse me? Implying that he stole right, he stole. It. I said, okay. excuse me. He was like, where's that Twinkie? He had that Twinkie. I said, um, he put it back where it belonged. I said, I don't teach my son to steal, you know. And so he threw the fruit snack. I was like, you know what? You can keep everything in here, and you never have to worry about me coming up in this gas station for the rest that of my, my life. That was my next I question. I didn't care if I had to push my car down a mile road. I was not buying anything or patronizing him at all. As and the lady behind have. me said, you know what? This is the son of the owner of the gas station. And whenever the son is in here, this is the type of actions we have to deal with. The owner is not like that. And I know because I met him before. Anytime I came to the gas station, he's always asking, you know, how's your day? How's it going? And this was my first time even in having an encounter with the son. But I was so angry because my son, he's only thinking about buying candy, you exactly. know, just, you know, crave it. He had a crave for something sweet and he had to face something like that, you know. And I'm like, son, this is something that you're going to have to face even if you don't want to deal with it. You know, we have to start talking about it at a young age. That was but a great time for a learning experience, I was right? just so angry because I felt <clears throat> like, you know, he shouldn't have to deal with this, especially in the 21st century. But, exactly. it, you know, it doesn't matter. We need to start teaching them at a young, our children at a young age, nieces, nephews, cousins, whoever, that racism is real and it exists. I don't oh, yeah. care where you are in life. And then another thing he loves to do is walk into the store. He loves hoodies. So he and I'm like, son, as soon as you hit that door, take the hoodie off. Yeah, that would be best. And I always, I always ask him why, why? And he looks at me and say, Trayvon Martin. Right there. Now, I have girls. How does you, how does that make you feel as a, a mother of a young boy? That you have to be on guard, that you have to watch what he does or where he goes, or you have to be constantly on the lookout for something uh, uh, like a violation. I mean, I know we're not supposed to live in a spirit of fear, but I'm terrified. It's reality, though. It's I'm reality terrified. today. You know, um, just like it was a movie out this summer, The Hate You Give. The Hate You Give. The Hate yeah. You Give. I made sure that I, I took the kids to see that. Um, and uh, I think I cried from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. They was like, Ma, you crying again? You know, I, but it soon was as soon as I wiped my face, moment. they was like, Ma, you crying it really? Ma, stop. I couldn't. I was like, <gasps> every every five minutes because 
I felt myself in the movie. Like that could have been my daughter. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just so something so simple, riding with a friend. And even on the way home, I'm still, I think tears were still like rolling down. It was like, Ma, you still crying? I'm like, yes. It's real. That's real. Yes. You know, you expect for your child to go home. You know, when they walk out that door, you expect for them to return home unharmed, you know, but the state of the, the, the state of the world state the way the world it is today, now, you know, is that, that place doesn't fear. exist. That place so does I'm, not exist. I'm, I'm praying constantly. I'm trying to keep them aware, you know, be aware of your surroundings, you know. Um, you know, people are watching you, even when you're not paying attention. Always have your eyes open, have eyes in the back of your head. That's right. Know what's going on. You know, so um, how do you talk to your daughters about it? Well, I started talking to them at a young age, um, probably around second grade, seven, seven, eight years old. Um, and I had to be candid. I had to be straight up uh, because the, key, the, the streets aren't going to be kind or polite or politically correct. So I had to give it to them straight. Um they're predators. Mm-hmm. There are people looking to take advantage. There are people looking to harm you, to uh, do unspeakable things to you. Uh, so I started teaching about uh, not accepting gifts, not accepting even small tokens like pencils or erasers. or Because people want things in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had like a question and answer uh, a key every day when my daughter would come home. Uh, did anybody touch really you today? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, did anybody try to sell you drugs? Did anybody touch you in your personal area? Did mm-hmm. anybody try to... Yeah, after a while, it was like, no, dad, mm-hmm. no, dad, mm-hmm. no, dad. So it's so many layers. Not only are we dealing with racism, we're dealing with... You even wrote about this the other day, human human trafficking. Yes. Um, what else? Uh, it's just so many layers that we're dealing with, you know, and all you want to do is just send your children outside to play, but not today. it's not that simple. Not you today. Know? Uh, we used, when I was little, like, okay, they would turn on the fire hydrant, you oh, know, we go outside and have fun. I don't know about the swim mobile. I, 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 I remember the swim mobile. Yeah, I remember the swim mobile. Uh, summer vacations, we, mm-hmm. we go outside at eight in the morning, they had to make you come in to eat lunch and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. come in to eat dinner. And- yeah. You know, <laughs> and then um, oh, another thing that was popular right around the corner was the penny candy store. I remember that. And we would walk in a group by ourselves. My mom, you know, everybody knew each other on the yeah. block. You know, so it was fine. It's truly you know, a village. Like, everybody looked out for exactly. one another. Exactly. So you know, we would walk go when candy was actually a penny. Mm-hmm. You know, went to the penny candy store. Chips was about maybe twenty. About, about fifteen, twenty cents. Cent. Yeah. Okay. You know, but it wasn't. This fear, it was some fear, but not as much, right. you know. Right. Um, and then there's the fear of them driving. You know, my daughter, she's at the point where she's eligible to get her permit, you know. And I'm in fear, like, that situation when they say, okay, put your hands on the dashboard when the police pull you over. Do what they tell you to do. I'm scared. I'm I'm grown. When, I'm pull, when I pull over, you know, my heart is beating fast, you know, because I like I said, That's this the climate, climate, That's the climate that we that we live in right now, and I just I don't want to be like this, but I have to stay guarded. But it's a reality, and and we have to make sure that our kids are informed. We have to make sure that they are prepared with everything they need. These are basic skills. You got to be aware. You got to know what's going on around you. you got to know where and where not to go. You got to know what and what not to do. Mm-hmm. That's a reality. 
And it's, it's scary. So when you kicking it with your friends, how do you talk about it? How do you deal with it? When I'm kicking with what, <laughs> with my friends? <laughs> yeah. I can't say that on the air, I don't Why think. You can't? <laughs> hey, this is it's a free world. Come on now, share. Well, I think I'm the one that has the youngest kids. All, uh, my friends' kids are all like well into their 20s and some even 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of out of the woods. You know, they're grandparents of teenage kids and stuff like that. So... Um, so even as grandparents, I mean, do they discuss how they feel as grandparents and great and raising up they, grandchildren they as private? They do. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's just on guard. Everybody is just watching every single aspect of life because it's not carefree like it used to be. It's not uh, fun and it's not games and everything's not peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a really intense world we live in. So how can we change it as a community? It takes a village. It takes everyone. I mean, I know that's cliche, together. but... It, but it's but, a fact. We have to have the right attitude. We have to work together. Got to have the right attitude. Uh, so many people now are, well, I don't care. It's not, my, it's not happening to me. It's not my family. It's not my kid. And you know that is so true. It's like we're so removed. If it doesn't happen to us, it's like it doesn't affect us. It doesn't exist. Right. But not until it knocks on your door. Oh, then it's an issue. You know, then that's when, like you said, it's an issue. Um, and, and that's really sad because I think we do need to work together more. We need to form committees and um, be stronger on our block club, get mm-hmm. involved, you know. Mentorship groups and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Programs in the churches and even community centers and those things aren't aren't around anymore. We need we need all of that. And you know, this is the month that Dr. King was born. Uh, MLK Day is approaching. So, how do you feel, or what do you think he would probably feel at this moment, looking down on Earth, like as far as progress? Utter and- disappointment. Mm-hmm. Utter disappointment. Everything that he believed in, everything that he stood for, mm-hmm. everything that he preached. Um, it's like we've taken a turn for the worse. Everything the civil rights leaders fought for in the 60s, they turned around. We've turned around and gone backwards. Um, and it's sad. I'm I'm deeply saddened by it. Um, I'm not the biggest political person. Mm-hmm. Um but everything that's going on right now is just sad. I, I can't put it any other way. It's sad. Um, we got to do better. We got to do better. Um, I saw something online not long ago, and it had a picture of three eggs. Mm-hmm. It was a white egg, a brown egg, and it uh, I don't know what color the other egg was. Cream, beige, okay. tote, I don't know what the hell. Um, but the bottom line is it had a picture of all three eggs, and then it had a separate picture of all three eggs that were cracked. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the picture, it shows you that all the eggs are the same once they're cracked. Mm. It's just the exterior was different. Made a lot of sense. And what's so ironic the- about that, I mean, something so plastic, but... It has so much death. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And We're all if the same only on we the could inside. right, but 
Your white egg ain't no better than my damn brown egg. Right, <laughs> right. It's a damn egg. But it it doesn't matter, you know. And um, my heart gets heavy. Yeah. yeah. It, it gets really heavy. And um, I just want there to be some type of peace, you know, before I leave mm-hmm. this earth. And I don't know if I'll ever see it. You know, I don't even know if my children will ever see it. But I'm hoping at some point, you know, there'll be some type of peace. But the the way that things are looking right now, it seems pretty bleak. It does. It does. Uh, I've always wondered why some felt that they were better than others. I, I've never understood that premise. Never have. And I've struggled with it. Um, I was always the kid who, uh, I got along with everyone. Mm-hmm. Pleasant, friendly. Maybe, I was the angry child. Maybe two or four. Were you? Yeah, I was. I can't yeah, tell now. I was, yeah. Hey, That's God worked on me. That's, That's all I can new. say. I was very angry. Ask, if you could go back in time, they was like, Lord Jesus, she was such an angry child. Wow. <laughs> yes, I was. I I got into an argument every day. I, can't I would see get it. out of class every day. I can't see and you, it. But do you know part of the reason why I had to deal that I dealt with it too? I'm listening. Seriously, I hmm, give it to I me was straight. not I was not proud of the color of my skin. Really? Because I was not only do children sometimes have to deal with racism outside of their race, but they also have to deal with colorism. Within, within racism your, within our country. All, or with a, our own culture. Within our own cu- uh, culture. culture. So yeah. I was called Tar Baby, uh, Blackie. Wow. And I would, I would be so angry, you know, because I thought that there was something wrong with me. I mean, but now I love my complexion, but it took me a long time to get here. So when I think of racism, I also think about all the other barriers that we have to face as black people. And I'm like, why do I have to deal with it within my own race? Sure. You know, and I have to also deal with it outside of my race as well. Right. So, um, yeah. You, that, you just that brought back my... memories of the movie School Days. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Doing number eight. Uh, wait, wait, my... wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> we talking about racism. You go I'm straight sorry. to doing the butt. <laughs> That's, that was my song. I, I was I was hey, making hey, reference to I'm the sorry. Jigaboos okay, and the wannabe. I'm sorry, but that was she my song. She went to doing the butt, y'all. <laughs> that is my Damn. <laughs> Well, well, it talked about, for those who aren't aware, School Days was about a fictitious school called Mission College uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Spike Lee, uh, written, produced, directed, and it showed racism within our uh, within our culture. Um, the wannabes were the lighter-complected, fair-skinned ladies uh, or, 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 or people, and the jigaboos were the darker-complected people. And it showed the, the challenges, the differences, the... Um, how how they're treated differently based on skin tone. So I, I, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm good now, though. But you're not dark. Uh, compared to my peers, I was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Compared okay. to my peers, I was. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I was called every Chinese name in the, in the <laughs> I book. wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got I got a partner of mine. Well, he passed on about a year or so ago. Rest in peace. But uh, every time he called me, he called me old shrimp fried rice eating no, you know such what? and that's such, not or, right. that's not right. or or, or Peking, Peking duck eating such that, and such. But that's not right. And so I, I've been discriminated uh, discriminated against myself too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so basically, what I I just want to express though during this um, 
this issue of, of the issues of life that we need to really sit down and talk to our children, our grandchildren, and tell them how we can join together as a community to ensure that we can protect each other as a whole because knowledge is power. We all know that. Is key. Edu- education is, is key. Um, knowing about your past is the key as far as slavery and how we came to this country and, you know, how our um, our forefathers and our ancestors had to work so hard in order for us to get here today. So um, we can continue this journey, you know, by knowing what to do and how to be aware when we have to be faced with racism, you know, because it is going to happen when our children are in school, when they're not around us, um, going on a field trip, um, when they're not in our in our eyes, you know, maybe going shopping at the mall or he might not have been, in, I might not have been with him at the gas station. He might have been by himself. So if that does happen again, he knows, has to know how to be prepared to handle it. So I just want you to just sit down and talk to your family, especially during this time. Uh, Black History Month is approaching again. As I stated earlier, MLK is approaching. And this is a paramount time for us to talk about this issue, you know, and, and continue the discussion um, even, you know, through the rest of the year as well. Indeed. We, we've got to make sure our children are informed, mm-hmm. first and foremost. It starts at home. And we got to make sure, we got to do a better job. We got to get on our J-O-B and we got to make sure our people know what's what they're facing when they walk out the front door. It's important. All right. So on that note, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Oh, yeah. All right. Until next time, audience, hopefully we'll get a chance to hear from you, to hear how you deal with racism and talk to it with your family and your children. Until next time, see you. We out of here.